This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. You know what's popping on Thursdays. We got Joe Jitsu motherfucker Japanese Akawa. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Man, man, man. So, uh, so <laughs> we only talked about this briefly, but so you guys know that I, uh, that we, we, we decided to get this office outside of, of my apartment, which is really great. And before I decided to do that, um, I was thinking about bringing somebody onto this podcast. And I was like, oh, you know, some people who I don't know, which I, I kind of figured out that it was a little weird when I bring people over to an apartment where, first of all, Mariel's not in entertainment. Yeah. And then I have a bunch of strangers coming in. It kind of yeah, felt weird. Yeah, it is weird. But I mean, fucking Bobby does it all the time. Well, Bobby's also the weirdest person in the room, so that's different. <laughs> that's prob- true. They're probably scared to come into his apartment. It's the other way but around. it's funny because, like... He has an apartment, right? Yeah. And he has these, like, he's friends with all these celebrities. Mm-hmm. So, first off, I don't feel like these celebrities would be scary to bring into your house. Yeah. So, that's I think that's the safe part, right? Mm-hmm. The other part, though, is that, um, <laughs> to me, it's it, he lives like a child. That's true. He's 10 years older than us. He he's And he's, he's got so much action figures and... It feels like a kid's fucking home. It's fun. Yeah, it's like one of those things when you walk in, you're like, man, dude, I think I lived like this in college and I miss it. Yeah. yeah. It's like a college dorm room. It's like he never grew up. Dude, shout outs to Bobby Lee and Tiger Belly, man. One of the funniest fucking podcasts out there, dude. Yeah, but it's, I feel like safe because if all of my guests are celebrities, I'll bring them into my house. That's true. Yeah. But then in our case, like you might bring a random person. Yeah. So uh, people have been actually wondering about this and it took me a while to think about it. I was like, because I always like to try to come from a place of like empathy because when people are acting erratically or some or, you know, what I like to call batshit fucking crazy. Yeah. There's there's always a reason for it. Right. There's a reason why people behave the way that they do something that happened in their past. So um, I I decided to have it in a public office space because, number one, there's cameras here. Yeah. That means there's timestamps. That means that if, if somebody tries to pull some crazy, stupid shit, yeah. guess what? Motherfucker shit's recorded and I got proof. So um, I decided to have uh, somebody on this podcast who I, I met randomly. And it turns out this person is the like the adult entertainment industry. And that that podcast interview went to shit. It, it was you threw it away. I, I still have it just in case, but not, I'm not going to put it out. Yeah, whatsoever. But it was one of those weird things. <laughs> and I had to tell oh. Joe about this because like I got I, listen, I don't get freaked out or scared by a lot of things. Right. Specifically when it comes to me being in danger, just because I didn't grow up in a nice area. I, I know what danger feels like and I'm smart <laughs> about my shit. But when it comes to crazy, that's a whole different level of danger. crazy feels different, man. Yeah. I felt so fucking unsafe. Yeah. And, and here's the weird part about it. So when we were when we were conducting this interview and you guys have 
all heard of these Genius Brain podcasts, I don't come in here with an agenda. There is no agenda. It's just conversation and stuff that I want to know about, and I'll talk about it. I'm not trying to get like clickbaity views, though the titles are sent like, I don't write the titles, by the way. <laughs> so um, it's just conversation, and sometimes great things come out, sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it's just something that people just want to hear. I mean, you'd have, you actually had to scratch so many episodes. You wasted several hours <laughs> yeah. with so many episodes that just didn't work out. That's what people don't know, Yeah, is that... You only go for the gold conversations. Yeah. Because there are just some that did not work out. Yeah. And it's also, too, because when I bring people on, I don't want them to look bad. So yes, if I, if I put too. it out and sometimes I feel like uh, you said kind of some kind of salacious shit. Yeah. It's, you're not going to look good on this. And you're not very good at speaking on the mic. So it just makes you look stupid. I'm not going to put this out because I, I asked you to come onto this podcast. So I don't want you walking away looking terrible. And so with, with, with this person, essentially – you know, being in the basically with the adult entertainment industry, what I wanted to find out is why someone who in this space, like specifically in, um, you know, we're on YouTube, right? Yeah. So YouTube, we were allowed to create our own destiny, and so I feel like that kind of translates with girls who are who are cam girls. Cam girls, they can control their income and figure out what they want to make and how they want to make it. Yeah. They can self promote, and it's, there's there's really no overhead to it besides the camera that you're you know you're fucking around on. So what would make somebody who is a very popular person on a cam girl site go go off and to be a professional? In, in the porn industry like what's the what's the money disparity oh, they went in, they went from cam girl to porn yeah and then oh. from amateur to to pro oh so, wow so i wanted to know what that process was like and why why would you go from that when you have so much control here is the money that much better does it open up doors for you that's where the conversation was was going to lead yeah you know but we didn't even get past to that it was it was like simple questions it was like what's your name where are you from and i was like well how does like, it i'm not gonna disclose that shit yeah and like, was... what's your name what why would you ask me something so personal, motherfucker? Yeah. And so, you know, after the podcast was over, essentially this girl was very erratic and she was really all over the place. Wow. And I wasn't going to use that because she doesn't look good. You know, it's like if I ask you a question and then you go on 13 different tangents and you're not answering the question. And by the way, these questions aren't even harsh or personal. And if you don't want to answer them, you don't. So, for example, how'd you get into the porn industry? Yeah. I thought that was a very simple question. And so after after the, I asked Mia that she was like, "Oh, a scouter came." Some simple shit, yeah. You know, and so I like I don't I don't try to make any I'm, what the fuck you know. And so I basically after it was over, I I asked her. I was like, "Hey, do you deal with anxiety issues? Because I have anxiety as well. That's why I take like a CBD drops yeah. and and you know I, I walk. I learn how to really relax because it seems like you were very anxious and you didn't want to answer these very simple questions, you know." And and for her, she goes like, yeah, I deal with anxiety. And she started going on a diatribe about her, her personal issues, which I never asked. You know, I just asked. I was just trying to calm her down and relax. She starts crying. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, she starts crying. and I'm, On the podcast? No, not on the podcast. I didn't record this part. And so, you know, she starts crying and then starts telling me about all these like really just too personal stuff that I, I personally don't feel comfortable even listening yeah. to. And so I was like, okay, um, I'm going to call you Uber home right so she was like yeah can you call me an uber i was going to call her an uber either way because i wanted to have a timestamp of when she left mm. <laughs> you know so i you know called her an uber comfort by the way which is really nice you know sent her sent her back home um 
But prior to that, she was asking me like, "Yo, do you want to? Are you hungry? Do you want to eat?" And I'm like, "No, no, I don't, I don't want to hang out with you." Yeah, I was like, "Nah, I'm good." And, and by the way, she also had her uh, her other friend here too. Oh, because um, you know, be comfortable. You yeah, know, no, bring somebody here that you know. Like, why not? But this is in a, in a public office space. Like, nothing's gonna happen. But so her her friend was on the podcast as well, and she seemed very calm and well adjusted. But she wasn't. So it was two people on the podcast. It was two people oh, on the shit. podcast, and so, you know, my thing is to make this situation very comfortable. But you know, when she was, she kind of broke down. It was a little hysterical. Um, I sent her on her way home, and she kept on asking if I wanted to go eat, and I was like, Nah, I don't. Like, I already ate. I didn't eat, but you know, well, I'm too scared to eat, bitch. Why don't you fucking realize that? Exactly. And she was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, and you know, she wanted to eat Korean food, so I was showing her a few different spots, and she goes, Oh, I guess like I just save money. I don't, I don't want to spend money on food. I was like, Oh, so you wanted me to buy you a meal? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's. I was like, Then why'd you ask what you wanted to go eat? Oh, oh. So you want to go out? And you want me to buy you and your friend dinner? Right. And I was like, nah, like, what the fuck? Like this, I just spent like an hour and a half here. You were crying. You were all over the place, which is okay. Cause this is, this is not your space or world. I'm fine with that. Afterwards, after, after, after we left, I was just very straightforward with her. I said, you know, you, you were, I, I said she was all over the place a little bit and I, I'll decide whether I'm going to use most like, most likely I'm not going to use this, but if you want to give this another try, you can. And I gave her that opportunity. Um, just because, you know, why not? Not everybody is going to, you know, knock this out the park. And I think she does have a very interesting story. Uh, but then she came back with, she goes, well, if I do come back, I want to be compensated for my time. I want to, like, you know, just kind of coming at me, like, super aggressive. I was like, yo. She goes, well, well, maybe you need to find somebody who's more used to the space instead of find somebody who hasn't done this before. And I'm like, uh, where's this coming from? Was her friend, like, watching the whole time? Like, what the fuck? Or... Yeah, I'm, I mean, I she was seemed pretty fine too, and she actually hit me up the other day asking if they can come back on. And I'm like, Why hey. would they want what? And I don't think she knows how hard her friend came at me. Like, she came at me oh. super fucking hard. So I don't think she really realized like how aggressive she came at me afterwards. And I was still very nice and cordial. I was like, Nah, I'm okay. I'm not going to use the episode. Don't worry. Have a happy new year. And then she sends this other text message after that where it goes into a lot of her personal issues that I didn't ask about. <laughs> and she was like, I wasn't going to tell this. I was like, I never knew about this. I wasn't asking you about this stuff. What are you saying? Did you know when I was seven years old, there were monsters in my closet? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? I don't give a fuck. Like, nobody fuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's she's kind of erratic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she, she's definitely dealing with some other issues. So, But that's what makes the best entertainment sometimes. <laughs> no, but then, you know, like I, I still <laughs> want to protect her image because she's still a person. And I, I just don't want to air out people's like dirty that's laundry so nice. like that. She scared the fucking shit out of me. And at that point, too, I'm like, hmm, it's funny how all the conversations and the stuff that we're texting about, it seems like you're trying to get me caught up on some bullshit. So I got freaked out. Wow. And then, you know, she started messaging people about, you know, certain whereabouts. Like, oh, what's the, is, is Genius Brain really? a safe place i was like all the episodes are up it's a very safe place like <laughs> safe place safe place what are you talking about this is a public office space i was like and you had your friend here i don't know it's an office that's it's, crazy it's an office space where other people rent you other just, people here you just ran into a interesting character man yeah so she was like trying to get she's troubled she's a troubled soul yeah and i think she was like trying to extort me and i, I got really yeah I, I i that's what it felt like i'm not these aren't facts but that's what it fucking mm. felt like and i got freaked out because i know of personal stories where guys have talked to women who put them in very uncomfortable situations right and so i was like is this happening to me me of all people i would be mad i'd be like we didn't even fuck and you're extorting me <laughs> i was like how dare you yeah i, I was 
I was freaked the fuck out. So at that point too, I was like, you know what? These conversations are getting out of hand. I'm trying to keep it really cordial. So I, I had to block her from, from everything. Mm-hmm. And just leave it at that. And then her friend messaged me saying they want to give it another chance. Like, yo, we're about, you know, getting that paper and being – I was like, no. Getting that paper? Yeah, it's like, you know, promoting themselves. I was oh. like, no, this is not a platform for you to promote yourself like that. And if you were, that you had the opportunity before, but then your friend came at me super, super wrong, started talking about, you know, your, your friend was basically trying to extort me. And now you want to come back onto this podcast? Are you fucking insane? People are people are like out there, man. That scared the fucking shit out of me. But if that's why you don't get super famous, is because like if you did exploit this, you put that shit up. <laughs> you did the commentary. You showed the conversation. That motherfucker will get so many hits. Yeah. That is good entertainment. It is. And I. Look but you're at- out here. You fucking big-hearted <laughs> motherfucker. You're out here protecting this bitch that almost extorted your ass. You know what it seems like? Because I, I, I followed up, and I followed, uh, a couple of my friends who I told this to, they sent me her her other media stuff. Yeah. And they go, yo, she is very not well-adjusted. And I look at somebody like that, and I'm like, something fucking happened to you in your past. So you feel bad. I feel bad. And so, and this girl specifically is an Asian American person. So I thought that would be a very interesting story. I don't see a lot of Asian American girls who hit porn specifically because I was a connoisseur. Asa killed it. Oh, Asa, but she. Asa Kira fucking murdered porn. Yeah. And how many, like... She became a household name. I know. Asa Kira, dude, DVDSA or whatever. Yeah. So it's like. I, I was like wondering like what was her route what why did she get into this industry yeah. especially because she was an Asian American it was very very That's interesting. interesting man this podcast is brought to you by Purple my friends my goodness gracious have you been sleeping like crap lately that's probably because you have not slept on a purple mattress you know ever since I've had my purple mattress I've had the best night's sleep ever and sleep is important because guess what eight hours to seven hours out of your whole 24 hours should be spent sleeping so you are energized you are cognitively there the next day and it should set your mood right so if your sleep is not right your mood ain't right and your whole day just goes to poop and guess what my purple mattress has helped me with my mood and i have never felt like poop ever again ever since i have slept on a purple mattress now Check this out. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because the material has been developed by actual rocket scientists. And I am not making that up. It's not anything like the memory foam you're used to because Purple, my friends, has science behind it. So check it out. 100 night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund Backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping, and returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text BRAIN to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text BRAIN to 84-888. That's B-R-A-I-N to 84-888. Yeah, it's like... The thing is, we got to vet. That's all. Like, that's always what I tell people is, you got to vet. You just don't know. I didn't. I, I met a did. lot Fuck. of fucking crazy people. Here's here's what I do. I mean, shit. I don't know if I should let this out because people don't. People will know what I do, and they'll like <laughs> fucking scrub their shit. But <laughs> I always do this to new people I meet. Um, I'm playing mafia twenty four seven. Like with new people, because what I'm thinking about is I need to protect my friends. Yeah. Like we have a really sacred group of friends or whatever and if something happens uh you know it's just dangerous yeah and 
we're a target. Like, like we're not super celebs, but we are a target. Because what people don't understand is that there are shit faces out there that study the content. They get into your circle or they try to get close to you and they want something. They want they want some type of collaboration. They want to get put on. They mm. want money. They want you to invest in their company. These are the things that pe- normal people don't really have to deal with. But if you own a business or if you get some type of fame or whatever, these leeches start coming after you. So you have to kind of test them. There are there are straight fucking crazy motherfuckers that will study the JK crew, pretend that they accidentally came around. It's like, bitch, I see you from a fucking mile away. Um, but you also have to figure out if these people have severe dangerous shit. Yeah. You don't want to bring a you don't want to bring somebody in who's a serial rapist or whatever in your crew, right? Yeah. So um, I run background tests on people, and they don't know it, but. I run I run that shit on people online. It's easier now more than ever. And I dig shit up. I stalk them. I have fucking fake accounts. I tell people to go and look uh, and see if this guy gets off of work or or I go onto their shit. Facebook. Yeah, I look because I'm first and foremost protecting my friends because some of my friends are so innocent. They don't fucking know. Like, they don't know if this you know, they're just going to bring this fucker around. And I'm just like, don't do that, you moron. You don't know who these fuckers are. Most, in most cases, people check out, right? Mm-hmm. But there are other cases where like, okay, this guy has a criminal record. What is it? Um, might be a misdemeanor, like domestic abuse. It might be like, I, I caught one guy. He had a shit ton of tickets just driving like violations that he never fucking took care of mm-hmm. or whatever. But in most fucking cases... It's completely scrubbed or like it's it's fine, but I still have to do that check because there's also compulsive liars out there mm. that'll be like, yeah, I went to this school. I did this business. I did that. And they don't come out. Yeah. Like people will just bullshit to be in your circle. Like they'll be like, yeah, I've been, you know, I went to this school and then like I fucking I do this job. I have this many businesses and I'm just sitting there like, really? Wow, that's a lot. In my head, I'm taking memory. All right, you have this, and then you have this. You own this business. Okay, cool. Fucking go. As soon as I get home, I start searching. Okay, this person owns it. Okay, he's legit. He's legit. All right, cool, cool. Because then here's the dangerous part, right? Is you get excited meeting this big business guy or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. You listen to everything he says, and you go, hey, David, you know what's fucking cool, man? I just met this guy. He owns eight fucking burger restaurants. Dude, he's so cool. Let me bring him around. You fucking meet this guy. Oh, man, well, he's Joe's friend. Well, I should start working with them. You start working with this guy, right? And he scams you. And you go, what the fuck, Joe? I didn't know. He didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I've made these mistakes, and my friends made these mistakes in our early 20s, right? Where there's guys out there. There's this one fucker who claimed to be a big real estate agent. Um, I thought, see, here's my mistake is I think people are as uh, uh, diligent in vetting the way that I am. So if a friend that I really like and trust um, brings someone around, I automatically think they work together, they're cool. It's like, their credibility, yeah. Right. And then this real estate guy ends up being a fucking fraud. I invite, I, I, I introduce him to my other friend who was selling a store at the time. Uh, my friend kept bugging me and saying, hey man, none of my shit is on a listing, but he says he keeps working and I gotta fire this guy because I'm not selling my store. Ends up, getting sued by the fucking agent 
because the agent was running a he was basically his scam was he basically claims to be the sole real estate guy right and he just waits until they get fed up and then fire him and that's how he makes his money oh wow because in the contract he's supposed to be the main guy that's crazy and if he gets fired he's like okay pay up all the work that i did in the past you owe me yeah it's, wow. Yeah, and then so I went up to my other buddy like, why the fuck did you introduce me to this guy? I thought you guys were friends. We're like, oh, I just met him two weeks ago. And I'm like, why do you talk so big about this guy? Like, you guys are best friends. Yeah. He's a con artist. You brought a con artist into our circle of friends. And I scolded his ass. And he's just, at the end of the day, I was like, he is innocent. He doesn't know how to deal with these things. But for me... From that point on, I was like, I don't give a fuck if I didn't personally meet these guys. I got to vet every single new person that comes around this circle. And then the funny thing is, when I was in Vietnam, I met this billionaire. His assistants already knew everything about me. Oh, really? So I was like, ooh, these guys are good. They're smart. They're really, they vet with the people. So I'm, I, I didn't know he was a billionaire. I met him um, through a, a friend of mine who does uh, commercials. So my friend was working on a campaign for his fall restaurant, right? He has a chain of fall restaurants. And um, he's doing like an all-out three-part commercial for his ass. So he needed to go meet him. And he told him about me a little bit. And he gave him a few links. And he says, okay, yeah, you're going to really like Joe. We get there. And his three assistants knew every single channel, every single business that I'm into. And they were updating him as we were talking so what the fuck that's crazy so i was like you guys did your homework yeah and i'm like that blew my mind because i was like when i get back that's what i need to do is i need to do my homework on people and this is different this is business right this is different from like casually meeting friends of friends and hanging out with them but i'm like these guys are on a different level, dude. Like the the layer of security and protection and the vetting that they do, it's a whole different game. That's 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 interesting that you mentioned that because I watched the the did you watch the uh, Kevin Hart documentary? Mm-mm. So the Kevin Hart documentary, I mean, not to really spoil it, but if you haven't, it's been out for a while. But <clears throat> even people within his interpersonal circle, right? So he has him in the Plastic Cup Boys, um, which is like. <coughs> Which is just a few guys. It's people that he really trusts. And Kevin is one of those people that brought up people along with him, right? And because he wants his circle to be tight because yeah. as he gathers more wealth, more importance, there's a lot of people, like you said, where there's vultures that oh, want yeah. to take from everything that you've earned and all the stuff that you've worked hard for. Well, for him, he built a team around him that could kind of check him and keep him in place and that he trusts with everything. Mm-hmm. So do you remember that time when uh, Kevin Hart went through that whole scandal with him cheating on his, <laughs> yeah. uh, on his wife? Yeah. So what actually happened, it was revealed in the documentary, which he never mentioned until this doc. He was actually set up by one of his boys in the circle. Oh, no. So when he went to Vegas to have a good time, yeah. and it was kind of weird where he said, you they know. They blackmailed him? So one of the one of the person They blackmailed the blackmail? Yeah. <laughs> one of the blackmails blackmailed the blackmail. Oh, no. So he, um, yeah, one of his boys who is not in that group anymore, and they're still going through legal stuff right now. Yeah. He, from what I remember, was in cahoots with that hooker that, oh. that, that fucked him. 
and they yeah. recorded that, oh. and then he extorted him for thirty million dollars. Oh. It was one of his friends, one of his best friends since day one within his circle. That's dirty, dude. Isn't that fucking crazy? I would, I would kill that motherfucker. That's, I think so. I would murder that motherfucker, I would dude. Meet up to pay him and, and murder him. him. I don't. Oh my god! Isn't that insane? A day one homie like that. A day one homie within his think, small circle. Do you think he's been building some type of? resentment toward kevin probably from his success or yeah something right there's got to be some type of justification that guy has in his mind to be able to do that for someone he, he he's known for so long it's they probably feel like they deserve more for what they've done to build his empire but the crazy thing is his other friends don't feel like that it's just that one guy like there's the judas motherfucker so if you ever go to a kevin hart concert yeah uh stand-up comedy tour concert or whatever uh, he has his homies do the opening and he has somebody who is like the host of the show. So this dude said with, I shouldn't know his name because now he's, I'm, he's pretty awesome. He prior to Kevin bringing him on, he was broke out of his fucking mind struggling. Yeah. And then when Kevin Hart hit him up, he goes, yo, um, this is when Kevin was on the up and up. He goes, Hey, I heard you're struggling. I want you to come with me. I want, I want to, I want to work with you. Right. Is he the guy that scammed him? No, no, he's not. That guy's not even talked oh. about. He's, he's gone now. Um, but he was like, he told Kevin Hart because of his pride. He goes, no, nah, I'm doing real good, dude. But he was struggling. He was broke yeah. out of his mind. Wow. And then Kevin was like, no, nah, like, I know, I know you're doing bad. Like, let me, let me help you out. Yeah. And then since then he's helped build him a career. He's now a producer of like two TV shows and shit, making his own money. Yeah. With, with Kevin Hart's company. I mean, I think that dude really does bring up his team. And it's so wild that sometimes even when you're successful and some people help you out, they still feel that they deserve more. Yeah. And it's cool. It's like, well, if you deserve more and you feel like you could do more, then leave his company and do it on your own. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's holding you down. I think that's the problem, though, is Kevin has probably got a big heart and he continuously gives. Yeah. Where I feel like you got to be a little bit ruthless to where if someone is ready to fuck you, you got to be able to fuck them harder. Yeah, that's my opinion. Mm. Um, but you, you know, in in his situation, he probably a lot of people. What's that in the imposter syndrome where you feel like you you don't deserve you this don't deserve stuff. it? You gotta give, give, a, give like an alternate life almost. Yeah, there's people like that out there, right? I don't know if he's like that, but his day one homie might be guilt tripping him, and then I don't know. It's 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 such a weird and like scary thought. Yeah. Just like, that's like me, you, and Bart were chilling. And then one day you guys extort me, even though I have nothing. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? Give me your fucking element. <laughs> I know. I was like, you stupid son of a bitch. That's my soul. But like, that's. that's the relationships take time to maintain. Mm -hmm. Something could have happened. Yeah, we don't know what happened. Yeah, before. I don't know. But yeah, a lot of. People say, oh, man, the fucking money and this and that. Money makes people fucked up or whatever. I'm like, nah, man. Money makes people's true colors come out. Mm -hmm. It really does. Money money tends to fuck up a lot of things. I, I think that when when things are done pro bono, it's just all free and everybody's just doing things for fun. It's just the art that matters. Yeah. But once money starts to flood in a little bit, it starts. people start going to this concept of, oh, what do I really deserve now? Yeah. Do I deserve more of this? Do I deserve more of that? Why do you deserve that? It's like, yo, shit, dude. It, it fucks up a lot of things, man. I kind of like it. So I like that money brings out people's true colors mm -hmm. and then they have to deal with becoming better themselves 
and like each other, right? Whereas other people might feel like capitalism and money and all that stuff brings out the ugly side of humans, so we should do away with it, so then we don't bring it out. And I'm all like, nah, we should bring out the truth. We should dangle that fucking bait in front of people's faces, mm-hmm. so you see people for what they are, and then we can we can either call them out on it, or we can stay away from these these ugly guys with masks, you know, like yeah. I don't know, but that's my philosophy is I want to see, I want to have as much opportunity to let the ugliness come out and see what people are made out of. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad though that I went through a lot of the, the, the personal issues of dealing with shit ass human beings because now I can navigate better before I start getting into bed with new people, right? Yeah. So I, I, uh, somebody approached me recently to work on another food concept, right? But because I know how I want to work with people now, yeah. there are certain requirements that have to be met. And I never did that before. Oh. Like before it was like Everybody, anybody. Everybody, anybody, right? And so if you got money, come on. Let's do it. And so, for example, one of the biggest things that I've learned, specifically when you get into a partnership and stuff, is to have very not strict, but very specific guidelines. Like for example, when when your return's gonna come in. It shouldn't be like, hey, when we all come up together, that's when we split the pot. Yeah. That's way too general. There has to be a certain timeline or a specific number that has to be hit for when you get that return. If not, you'll never get a fucking return. Yep. End of story. If you guys ever start a business and you're doing it with the homie and you go, yo, uh, when we make a good amount of money, then we'll split it up. What's good amount of money? What is that exact number? And I never knew the reason for an exit strategy until I learned the hard way. Mm. You need an exit strategy because there's going to be a time when you're like, I'm done with this business or I'm ready to move on or... What are you going to do next? Yeah. Even a retirement strategy. Like, you're not going to live forever. Mm-hmm. You can you can build up this fucking laptop factory or whatever. And what if your kids don't want it? Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, like, make that commitment of when is it good enough? That's more of the better, I guess, term instead of an exit strategy. But it's like, okay, if I make 100000 a year off of this business, then, you know, I'll do this or Mm -hmm. then I'll hire a manager or then I'll do whatever. But if people just keep working themselves to the ground, they're working aimlessly. Yeah. Even for for this food concept, like I think two, three years ago, if this person would have came up with what they were offering me now, then I would have said yes. Because it's basically sweat equity for a fat amount for for a small spot that doesn't have a lot of overhead. And what they were telling me is that it's only going to cost us 15,000 to start up. I'm like, you're wrong. It's not 15,000. It's 15,000 for the equipment. You're not talking about branding, employees, supplies. Like there's so many different things. There's more, yeah, money you got. And you also need cushions. So you're really looking at about 60, 70 grand. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, like, no, it's only 15. I was like, it's not only 15 like yeah. it's about 60 or 70 grand and so then they're also looking for an owner operator right and I know or for just for an operator just to run it because they don't want to run it i was like sorry man you need an owner operator or you need a manager that's invested too exactly and i told them the reason why you need somebody to run this place and help figure it out that also has a financial stake in this is because they can't just leave it now yep so you just hire somebody that's like, oh, I'll just run the place. They can quit and go to another job. You're talking to amateurs then. Exactly. That's my criteria, right? So like when I get into bed with people, I go, do we speak the same language? Yeah. Do I have to be a mentor? Um, do they bring their own set of skills to the table where they're teaching me some shit too? And so like with our food concept or whatever, right? Jeremy and Anna, um, when we got into the franchise with them, 
I trusted them heavily because they built their own photo booth wedding company that they're basically absentee owners for. Mm -hmm. So what that means is they don't have to be at the business. They run their business in the East Coast. They live in the West Coast. Uh, they work one day a week on their business, maintaining it and making sure all the managers are running it right. Then to me, I'm like, you graduated to the point where I trust your business sense. You're not starting from scratch. We're not buying into a dream. You guys know what the fuck you're doing. And they have skin in the game. They're putting in money into the franchise, and so we, so are we. And I'm like, okay, now I feel like I'm running with a bunch of partners. This podcast is brought to you by Keeps. My friends, do you feel like you're going bald, or do you even know that there's male pattern baldness in your family? Well, for me, I do know that there's male pattern baldness in my family, and I don't feel like I'm going bald right now. But what I do understand that prevention is key, and Keeps is going to help me keep my hair. So the great thing about Keeps, my friends, it has easier access to hair loss treatment, prescription medication delivered at home, and even online doctor consultation. Here's some facts for you. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they are 35. And guess what? You don't have to go broke to avoid going bald. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Lucky for you. And once again, prevention is key. They are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. So what are you waiting for? Get on it. Remember, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash brain. And to receive your first month of treatment for free, once again, go to keeps.com slash brain. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash brain for your first month of treatment for free. Where people make the mistake is, let's say, you come up as a business person, your first business, you make all this money. Then you get all these people knocking on your door and they're like, hey, man, I got this fucking idea. I got this awesome idea. Let's do this. And maybe they got a little bit of business experience. Maybe they were a manager at a store. Maybe they worked in the industry, in the clothing line. They did this or that, right? Which is they'll talk a convincing game. But unless people have ran their own fucking shit, do not... Get into partnership with them if you're not at the same level. If you're all if you're all at the same level, like let's say you're all starting from the start and you don't have any um, business ownership experience, they don't have any. Fine, make those mistakes together. It's a learning you're on experience. The same, yeah, and don't expect it to blow up. And if it does, great. But you're at the same level, and that's a stepping stone. But when you're already an established business person, be fucking careful about investing into people with big fucking dreams. Because in most cases, they're going to burn your money and they're not going to give it back because they're practicing on your dime. Yeah. And especially because we, we also need to have the same ground of where this business is going because it, there's going to be a point too <coughs> where there's going to be critique coming into the business, right? And how it, it actually really does fuck up with perception of how they take in the critique. Because mm -hmm. if it's too close to home and it's just their personal love project, they're not going to take critique very well. Oh, yeah. They don't understand what the business is for. Yeah. So if it's like, for example, they go, this is my mom and pop noodle shop and I want it done the way I want it. Don't get into business with them. It's the worst idea. Oh, no. Unless it's they're already headache. successful, they're making a lot of money yeah. and they want to expand to another store. 
It's like, oh, well, this is tried and true. It has a huge name. I'll, I'll invest into it and get a percentage of what, what's already done. Yep. But if they're starting up this food project where it's brand new, no name, no branding, no nothing else, and they're not going to be susceptible to Yelp reviews, critiques, changing things because, you know, in their mind, this is how they want it done, it might be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hard thing. And I had to learn that, too. So they kind of came to the table with just all the stuff that I've heard before, you know? And it's like, is this a new. Uh, pitch someone gave you? Yeah, or? it's a new pitch. And I was like, no, because so it's two people who have done food loosely. One guy has money and they're like, this is some easy stuff. It's going to be. I hate when people do that. Oh, it's going to be easy. No, nah, it's not, man. It's and not. I don't like that approach. Cause <laughs> that, that to me is like, it's very half-assed. I like people who give a fuck about what they're doing. Yeah. And if it was that easy, if it was easy, easy stuff is this. I give you $20,000 and by the, the end of the fiscal year, you'll get three times back. That's easy money. That's easy money. Oh, my God. That's easy money. Me having to come in, teach you guys about branding, setting up a menu, looks, training staff, how things should be organized, how things should be put out, how your Instagram works, uh, how Facebook ads work. Um, Then you're a mentor and a consultant. You're not a business partner. Exactly. This is too much work for me. Yeah. Like, this is way too much stuff. And then I have to develop the menu with you. I I, I can't do this. So back in the day, you would have taken it because- the experience would have been a great exactly but for you it's like i ain't gonna go through this shit again because that's what happened with with drips and swirls so yeah. if you guys know now drips and swirls is closed uh really so drips and swirls is closed now and you know when i was telling you all these guys of these horror stories with business it was drips and swirls that that's was that was going through it but and now it was that, such a magical place no i i still stand by the product the food was great if you look at the reviews it was four and a half stars yeah that's not my influence that's people coming in and enjoying what we had so my so if people like that for what it was at the time, I only got to do 10% of what I wanted to do with that place. Maybe not even that. It didn't even really get, it barely got its foot in the door and then it was stopped because of number one, creative differences from people who didn't know how to run a business. Number two, that were doing it on their own without me. So to put it in perspective, that place was making about 50 bucks maybe a month before I stepped in. Hmm. And then when we, when we, in our, I think our first year, it wasn't even a full year. It was from summer to the end of the year. It was, uh, the gross 250 K. I'm surprised you didn't Ray Kroc their ass. <laughs> I should have. I, I would have Ray Kroc their ass. Cause like, well, that's where the shady side of me comes in yeah. because it's not even shady. It's like, okay. So the biggest reason why most businesses fail is the ego of the business owner. Yep. I've rarely seen a case like it's rare. Like it's like a, like a pager store goes out of business because no one wants pagers anymore. But at the end of the day, that still goes back to the ego of the fucking owner that didn't sell when he should have. Yeah. <coughs> I rarely seen any businesses fail. I, and I've seen a lot of businesses fail and most of them fail because the owner is too stubborn. They're blaming everybody else. Mm-hmm. They're like not adjusting to the tide and the chains and um, they're just really hard fucking headed. Yeah, it, it, it was hard for some of the, I mean, I'm still good friends with one of them. You know, <laughs> one of them was a, all those trash stories that I told you about the guy that developed the recipes. He's still a piece of fucking shit. If I see him like in public, it's on site. That's how bad of a human being he is. Like terrible human being. Like what leaving the employees to go to fucking EDC and leaving the store alone to employees who just worked there for a couple weeks. Oh my God, what a child. Full came back uh, to a meeting that we had after with fucking like beads around his neck and fucking neon sunglasses. Because oh, he needed to fucking find himself at yeah. the rave, huh? Yeah, and <laughs> he was supposed to be an owner fucking operator. He was sweat equity and he just bounced and left. <laughs> wow. Pretended to work all the fucking time 
used a company card to fund his private dinners. Wow. Piece of fucking shit. I see you. If I ever see you on person, I'm going to fuck you up. That Just is let you a know. shit bag, dude. Yeah. And then, you know, some of the other partners, they were too kind to even like call him out on his bullshit. But then I was not, nah, dude. I'm like, I don't got time for this shit. And Damn. so, you know, at, at the end of the day with that, it was a great learning lesson because I made, I, I made those same mistakes. I didn't have an exit plan. I didn't figure out when I can get my return back. And it, it was just, it was great though. Like I, I learned that number one, I can create a great product. Number two, um, people like what I make. So mm -hmm. I, I, I know what I'm doing at least in that type of case, right? Yeah. And I think the great part was when I, I really st stopped promoting it and it just, it did well based on what it was. Yeah. Like the product did well for itself, which was great. You know? Usually businesses fail because of lack of teamwork. Yeah, there was no teamwork whatsoever. Everyone's fighting for their own, and and you guys had such a magical thing going on. I love the product, I love the look, everything. But it just sucks how it had to end. You know, like you guys were generating so much that little dude, that spot. little store made so much fucking money. Yeah, but that's how it usually goes, man. Yeah, they wasted all the money, did all worked on stupid shit, and was dumb. But what I love about these experiences, though, is like it sucks. But the, the part that people don't get is it makes you smarter, socially more intelligent. You're, you're wiser. You're just, man, I could read a motherfucker so much faster now. Like I could sit down, we'll have a dinner, and I'll know immediately if I want to work with this person or not. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more, the less, um, the less desperate you are, the less yeah. immediate. Like, I, I don't need to fucking work with anybody. I don't give a fuck if you're mil like a millionaire. Like, I've met millionaires. I met a billionaire. Like, I don't fucking care. I have to. It's like, am I going to be able to work with this person for years is what I ask myself. Is this someone that I can trust? Um, is this do I feel comfortable around them? Because people are thirsty, bro. Like, this is what I don't get. Is people hear, oh, this guy's successful. He has millions of dollars. I'll put up with it. But in reality, this guy might be a complete ass and he uses his money to control other people. Like, you don't know. You take the bait from these motherfuckers and what ends up happening is they, they control you through the money that they're giving you. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't like that kind of relationship. I'm not nobody's fucking hoe. And um, there's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of people that you just got to realize what the relationship is and what they're looking for. Some people just don't give a fuck about money and they just want to play with you. Yeah. And I have friends like that that are just like, I have, I'm fucking rich. Let's I play. I just want to hang out. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's play. <laughs> and I think the more we deal with this, this is why I love business is like, I'm constantly learning about humanity and how they work and how they treat each other. And through my experience, I'm learning more about myself and what I want out of people, what I want out of life. And it's fucking amazing. Now, other people, when yeah. they're getting into this, they get stressed the fuck out. But me, it makes me feel alive. Mm. Like the way I play poker, the way I play mafia, the way I get into this game. Like some people might be like, oh, that's too political and shady. But in my opinion, I'm like, I'm not really. It's just human dynamics. Like people are constantly wearing 30 different faces or whatever. You know, like you have a interview face. You have a, a a face when you go up to a cashier and you have this, this is what I'm ordering face. You have all these different facets of who you are, right? I want to see if we're talking about business or what these motherfuckers really want out of me. And if I can catch that sooner, that's a little game I play. 
See, and I think it does require somebody to be able to run a business and step away from it and not take things too personally to have it run smoothly. Yeah. Because, like, just for an example, one of the partners who I just did not get along with, I, I heard horror stories after I would leave because my, my I'm not an operator of the place. I'm just there to set up branding and kind of take them to the next step. I write a plan out, and they chose not to execute any of it, which yeah. was so fucking dumb. But – um came back and you know i would hear horror stories like for example one of the girls she was uh, a manager of the place and she was the the owner was a hardcore micromanager and it's a fucking 100 and something square foot uh, soft serve shop for crying out loud right and she was telling me when i came back she was super upset super pissed i was like hey like this isn't usually my job but let me ask you like what, what are you so upset about like what's going on right and she told me that um i was like after she became a manager uh, she was supposed to get a raise she didn't get a raise. She oh, wasn't no. paid for a raise for a month. I was like, wait, you haven't – where's your raise at? They're like, she didn't give me a raise. And I was like, wait. So they gave her a, a higher title with no raise. With more responsibility. Why? And I was like, what happened here? And I was like, well – and so her excuse was when I talked to her, she goes, well, I explained <laughs> to her that you know it's a small store, so we're shifting money around and that we'll pay her. I was like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. If you are giving her the new fucking position, you fucking pay her. <laughs> Period. End of fucking story. You're the chief of police now, but you're going to get paid <laughs> yeah. as a normal cop. Yeah, so she was <laughs> delayed on her, on her check like a month. And I was like, no, you do not give this girl more responsibility and not fucking pay her. How fucking do-? And then she was, <laughs> and she goes, well, did she tell, this is what she said that blew my fucking mind. She goes, well, did she, she goes, well, you know, we're friends. We have an understanding. This is not your personal relationship. This is her job. Yeah. She gets paid for her work. And so she was like, well, Sounds I. Sounds like a one-sided friendship, too. If she's doing you a favor, what are you going to do back? She was like, I helped her move her stuff last week. I was like, what the fuck are you saying? This is her. What does you moving her, helping her move her stuff for, have to do with her job and her yeah. workplace? So you're not going to fucking pay her because you helped her move her boxes, you dumb bitch? Wow. So I, that, that's when I, I, had, I was fed up with the place. I was like, at this point, you guys have mixed personal friendship with work. Yeah. And either way, you have, you're taking advantage of these people. Yeah. You know? And so she got fed, fed up with it and she left. Mm-hmm. We had another employee. Let me tell you this fucking crazy story. And it feels good talking about the stuff since the store's closed now. <laughs> this, is, this is the funny shit. We had a guy that, that worked there. Really handsome dude. Very nice guy. Turns out it wasn't really for him. Uh, he didn't really want to do it as a part-time job. He wanted to go elsewhere. Yeah. So this same person who owned the store got really offended by that. Got salty as fuck because the guy didn't want to work there. Who the fuck cares, right? So, you know, when you're an employee, you get... <laughs> so personal. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, you get a Drips and Swirls t-shirt cap or whatever, yeah. right? And so she comes back and... <laughs> She's so turbulent. She what was, the fuck? Like, she was asking him to, like, return the shirt back and the hat back after Why? He exactly why it's like it's like you're a soldier and they're like fucking ripping away your fucking tags because you don't deserve it you're court-martialed i was like are you harassing this guy and so he he worked for a very short time and i think uh his paycheck was like 50 or 60 bucks or some shit it was like something really small yeah right and she goes you need to come in and pick up this check he goes don't worry i don't really want it like i don't i don't need to pick up she goes no for legal reasons you have to pick this up and he goes, no, no I don't. He you just could mail it. Exactly. You could mail it or something else. If not, just put it into the tip jar. I'll put, put like whatever. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Right. And she was adamant. Wouldn't stop harassing this guy. And I, and I found out about this like months later through, through another employee. Yeah. And I was like, your pride is so hurt 
that you had to harass us. So you know what that guy did? He came back, returned his shit, and then he took his check, gave it back, and he bought all of his friends free soft serve. He wow. goes, fuck it. Here, this is what you wanted? Here, take it back. I was like, Petty. and that's when I was like, close the store down. This is done. Yeah. Like, you are impossible. You cannot run this fucking store. And so after that point, it, we were planning to close it down. It just took a long time because for some fucking reason, she, she didn't want to close it till forever. Yeah. And I, I was so pissed. I was like, dude, you're a trash human being. How fucking dare wow. you treat our employees that way? And for me, like, I'm not, in, I'm not a part of that side. So- you know, they were supposed to come with the experience and they were supposed to, you know, run this thing. And I told them, like, it's very important for people to feel noticed and heard. Their opinions about a store that they work at every day is more important than what we think how the store runs. Yeah. They are there every day. They yeah. are in the trenches. So when they talk about stuff that could be worked on, you don't call them stupid and dismiss what they say. You listen to that shit. But you're trying to reason with idiots, though. Exactly. And you told me that. So I was like, you're right. I'm done. I can't right. do this anymore. That's when I started feeling better. Because <laughs> I am I always try to gauge people where they are in their consciousness, right? Mm. Like, obviously, like what I try to do is if I if I were getting into business with them, I'll try to figure out what every single person wants out of this. And it sounds like your your guy partner, what he wanted was another fun business venture to do with friends, right? Mm. The girl partner, it sounded like what she wanted was a sense of uh, community and purpose, mm -hmm. not business. She wanted everyone in a family and friendship. Mm -hmm. um, and then the artist wanted his selfish self-expression. Yeah. So the goals didn't sound like in line yeah. because everyone wanted their own thing. And you probably were cool with the investor because he lined up closer to you. Yeah. And now you have all these conflicting forces because everyone wants what they want and no one's like a team. And then in her case, it's like poor girl. Like she seems like she doesn't have many friends because of her fucking attitude. She has no friends, right? Absolutely no friends. So she's here forcing the togetherness and the friendship and the fucking she's trying to get fulfillment of friends family environment all through that one little fucking business and she's stubborn as shit not realizing that her actions is pushing everybody away it's it, it, everything was such a personal thing so for example she was very like erratic um and she would bring up personal stuff that she would do for them outside of work yeah. as a reason why they should listen to her. It's like it was it's very Korean. It's like I watched this. I did this for you. What, do you, <laughs> what does that have to do with their job? You know, if you wanted to do that out of the goodness of your heart, you did that out of the goodness of your heart. These are two separate yeah, things. Yeah, you can't hold people hostage for the gifts that you give them. Exactly. Yeah. And they would, they would be like – and one of the employees, like I had to take him aside and talk to him too because he was so gung-ho for this. For this <laughs> and I was like, hold on a second. I was like, let me ask you something. And I just told him to be honest about what's going on in the store. And he was just like, well, and even him too, he's so hyper Korean. He would mention stuff like she goes, well, she bought me lunch the other day. I think she's a great person. I'm like, I'm not even asking you about her personality. I'm asking you how the business is run. So, so even for you, as I'm asking you what the business is run, you just mentioned that she bought you lunch. I didn't ask you about your personal relationship. So they don't know how to separate the professionalism mm -hmm. and the business with a personal friendship? Yeah, and that was the hardest part. And like, th like you're, you're right. She wanted it to be like this family environment. But the problem with her family environment is that she's head of household. You do as I tell you to do, mm. which is terrible. 
It's it's a terrible work environment yeah. and I hated it. And I couldn't be a part of a company that didn't nurture our employees the right way. Yeah. Right? And it was extremely dogmatic. She's a tyrant. She's a tyrant. Like for Kim Jong lady. Kim Kim Jong lady, dude. Kim Jong Unni, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so for her, for example, um, she had this matcha drink that she wanted to serve. It was this matcha shake. Shit was trash. Uh, people didn't buy it. People didn't fucking like it. And we looked at the sales. It wasn't doing well. And I told her, hey, these sales aren't doing well. Let's take it off the menu. She goes, well, I like it. Cool, bitch. It's wasting money. Nobody fucking buying it. Yeah, so she doesn't listen to the math. She doesn't listen to the math. Wow. And e- even for me, I had this like Captain Crunch shake, which I asked people to create. I love the Captain Crunch. Which one. was great. Yeah. They didn't promote it. Why? Because Out of spite? Out of spite. They didn't fucking promote so it. she rather sabotage the business for yeah. her ego again. They didn't promote it. I asked them to promote it before summer started so we can have a secret fucking menu that only like real Drips fan knew. They promoted it at the end of summer when summer was over and they're like, it didn't do well. No fucking shit. You killed the plan. 2020 is the year where I do not deal with um, lower forms of intelligence. I I just can't deal with it. Me neither. As soon as I find that out, I'm like, bye-bye. Dude, like if just to bring it back um, towards me, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes before. We just had a meeting recently uh, at our at, at, uh, our Junbi meeting where we talked about how sometimes we're not very responsive to emails because we get very busy and inundated with a lot of our personal stuff. We had to own up to that and apologize, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the, a positive work environment where we don't make excuses for that stuff. No, you just go, yeah, we dropped the ball. Sorry. We'll do we'll better, do next, better time. next Yeah, and we'll look at it. And I love our Junbi team because every motherfucker there is there for the greater good of the company, not to satisfy their own damn ego. Yeah, and I appreciate that too. So when, you know, when at the meeting, and and I think what happened too is that they put so much effort into these emails, and even though we're busy, we open it up and we don't respond to it. It, it kind of shows a level of disrespect that they didn't get from us. Even though, yeah, we did read it, but it didn't show us that we appreciated their work, which was terrible on our part. Yeah. And so now we're going to get better with that. And that's the type of work environment that I like to work at is where if I fuck up, yeah. yo, I got to say I fucked up. And I saw that some of our partners were, and some of the uh, the people who work on our social media, they're like, they were more kind of hurt. Yeah. And I have to accept that, own up to it, apologize, yeah. and then do better next time. And it's kind of cool that you are experiencing both businesses at the mm-hmm. same time yeah because hearing your stories in the contrast it's like you're also learning from it too yeah i learned of, a lot fuck because like now you know how to appreciate the crew better but mm-hmm. also you know how to manage if you're in a situation like that again or yeah. what to look out for mm-hmm. and 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 through your stories all of us too we're just like okay we got to watch out if that happens you know and so no experience is, a, is, I think, a bad experience. I think, but for me, um, the level as to how long it was dragged out, I think it was, it was really long. Yeah, it, I fucked up on that I mean, you're, shit. You're, you genuinely care a lot. That's why I think it ends up that way, because you want people to improve. But um, I got another one to cut my fucking losses. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it just dragged on way too long. It should have ended a year ago. Yeah, because then you, da- you end up damaging yourself from how much you put into it. Yeah. It just hurts me. It hurts me more than it hurts them. Right. Yeah. And and not caring is a lot better. And I think a lot of our friends or people that are watching, they deal with this a lot. Is like you're in a shitty workplace and you're working and you might be the only one on the group project that's like going hard and you feel like no one's enthusiastic or helping you out. Um, even in businesses, like you do have one 
that might be pulling most of the weight while the other partners aren't, the communication has to get better or you got to get the fuck out of that situation. Because the thing is, there are groups out there where everyone's a star player and everyone's fucking working hard together and they communicate better. And that's where you got to search. You got to search for that. You got to surround yourself around that, whether it's even within family. Like even within my family, man, like it's like we do have a very hard headed group and we do have a more self-aware group who isn't um, who's willing to take criticism and change and all that and have a discussion while the other ones are um, more traditional like and they don't like listening and have critical thinking. And there's like a rift in the family because. As we evolve and we start thinking and discussing things more, we want to pass that on to the younger generation. We don't want to continue the more um, straight up, old school, conservative, Asian, top down talking without thinking. You know, Mm -hmm. it's more like, listen to me, I'm the oldest. But it's really just an inflated old man's ego that's like, shut the fuck up, man. We're all adults here. We can have a debate. And they don't like to be challenged. So yeah. that tells me that they're not intelligent. They're just scared of having their thoughts challenged. Because if you truly are, like, you know who the fuck you are, it's like, come on, test my thoughts. Yeah. Right? But they don't like that. And, and so me and my cousins and whatever, we're able to grow as human beings. And we have a little group chat together. And we talk about, like, things that we learn about ourselves, about our family dynamics, Things that we like, we share books and all that stuff, right? And that's the type of environment that I everyone should strive for is within your family, within your friends, within business or the workplace. Go for that because there is something better out there. And if you can't find that and you're constantly in this dragged out toxic environment, you got to get the fuck out because it's going to kill you. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a big learning experience, man. And I think like I kind of got caught up in – I would go to that soft spot at night a lot. So I know that when we first started up, uh, a lot of people saw me there all the time. Yeah. And I think what I really enjoyed was watching people's reaction. Like when they would eat it, they go, yo, this is really good. It was magical, man. That shit, I love that shit. That shit filled my spirit up, man. Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> oh, yeah. That shit was so fucking fire, man. And I'm not going to even take credit for that one. That was the uh, the fucking Swindler's uh, yeah. recipe. The yeah. Swindler boy. Yeah, he was little... talented, though. He was mad talented. That's the thing. Yeah. I can't take away from anything from his talent and credit. But him as a human being, as a person, you are a terrible terrible person Fucking r kelly man yeah you you might as well just kidnapped and pissed on girls dude you're a bad damn. person you know you're going straight i've never met somebody where i was like damn you're going straight to hell dude like damn. if there's a hell out there you are definitely burning in the river of mephistopheles i mean this guy's so pathetic he pretended to have a seizure so he doesn't have to have a meeting with you that's the craziest <laughs> isn't that isn't that crazy that the man faked the seizure said his mom was there to, to to pick him up from the floor when she was when she was in korea like you dumb bitch compulsive liars man. compulsive liar dude i i hate I love, that shit i love that shit because when you catch them it is the most satisfying thing in the oh, world it, it feels, it feels like your soul it's so funny dude yeah i can't i can't I like even he, he telling that, make this shit up. Yeah, telling that story even sounds so fake, but it's like, yo, what the? I can't make it up. How would I make that shit up? I'm sorry, I didn't come to the meeting. I had a seizure. Yeah, like, bitch, you had a seizure at a liquor store, and you were lucky your mom was there, so she called. She called the hospital to take you to the hospital. <laughs> bitch, what the fuck? Even told the guy, yo, if you went to the hospital, give us the hospital. We'll pay for it. Is what I said. What we said. 
didn't have it. You would it just magically doesn't show up. I hate people that try to prey upon the sympathies of other people, try to make them feel sorry. That is a true manipulator. Man. Yeah. And even my partners lied to me too. And I was yeah. fed up because they were like, no, he's still sick. He wasn't. He was fine. They just wanted, they just didn't want me to confront him. And I was like, you guys are such, all of you are bad they at were, business. They were enabling him. Exactly. You guys, you guys are all bad at business. And you know what's weird though is like, I get, I get, I become the bad guy a lot. And you probably do do. Mm-hmm. You, you probably do too because at the end of the day, like we fight for honesty, right? The yes. honest thing That's to do is call out this fucker for lying to you. For pretending that he's having a seizure. Which is terrible. Right? Manipulating people's emotions. Because if it was true, I mean, let's say you believed it. You'd be devastated. You'd be hurt. You'd be like, what the fuck, dude? I didn't, I don't realize, damn, you're, that sucks, right? He's playing with your fucking sympathy, your emotions. That to me is the shitty part. Not calling his ass out. And I don't understand the world doesn't work the way that maybe it just drives me crazy. Because I'm just like... So if I do this, right, I do the thing where I'm digging for honesty. I want I want to confront people. I'm calling out people on their bullshit. And I've done that m- multiple times. And I'm the bad guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and like how many times has this person lied to me that when they tell me they have a seizure, the first thing I think of, are you lying again? And it turns out to be true. Yeah. How many times has he lied to me? Because if it was the first time, you probably would be oh, like, I oh, would, are you okay? I would have been fucking concerned. But the first thing I did was like, I don't believe that shit. And then my partner found out that he lied. Lying sack of shit. Called his sister. His sister was like, no, our mom's in Korea. What the fuck, guy? What the fuck? This motherfucker, one time, um, this guy who was working for me, he, he lied about having uh, multiple personality disorder. And all everybody in the room was like, oh, no, I feel so bad. And I was like, really? Tell me how. And he goes, oh, man, um, in high school, yeah, I, uh, 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 I already could tell this fool's already stretching his lie. He's like, in high school, um, my friend, she was sexually a- assaulted. And I said, tell me who the fuck did this to you. And then I just woke up and I was on his driveway and there was blood everywhere. Oh my god! And then dude. what does he say? And then the whole the whole room is like captivated, right? They're like, "Oh man, you really got that guy." And I'm all like, "You guys are believing this fucker right now?" He's like, "There was blood everywhere. There was police. I assaulted a man because I had to do it. He's a fucking hero, right?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, you never fucking beat anybody in your life, you lying sack of shit.'" And I caught you lying and creating stories so many times in the past. Like it's, oh my God. And I was like, really? There was a police there? And I'm like, and you assaulted someone, right? Um, so where's the police report? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Like they let me go because they, I told them the story. I was like, they let you go for assaulting a man and beating him fucking bloody. You, you, you not only trespassed on his property, you went to his door, opened up the door. I don't remember. I blacked out. And you almost killed him. And I was like, so you... There was blood everywhere. You fucked this guy up, and there was no police report. There was no oh arrest. God. There was no charges pressed against you. And I was, and then they're looking at me like I'm the asshole for pressing this guy to answer. And I'm like, you got to put pressure on a liar. This guy's a lying sack of shit. He's right now trying to manipulate the whole entire room, making everybody feel sorry for his ass, like he has a mental disorder. He's the mental disorder that he has. <clears throat> Because he's a sociopath lying to everybody. Yeah. He's a fucking lying sack of shit. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
how fucking dare you manipulate the feelings of everyone's compassion towards you right now? I was like, you lying fucking sack of shit. It was so funny because Jess thought I was such a mean human being. Oh, really? Yeah, because she witnessed me pressuring this fucker before. Um, because one time we had a meeting and um, um, he was talking about a situation with with, with one of his ex-girlfriends. And I know his ex-girlfriend. And um, he was complaining about how he just does this and that for her. And from from what I heard is that he was a complete fucking thirsty stalker that did not let go after the fact that they broke up. So in his mind, he's just this gentleman that just keeps giving, right? And she's just so like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so like not appreciative of all of his shit. So Jess was in the meeting and I was sitting there and I was like, that's fucking complete bullshit. Like I yeah. called his ass out. And I was like, you're a fucking narcissist, right? You think the whole world re revolves around you. I was like, you need to quit that fucking shit. And you need to stop being a goddamn stalker. I was like, you need to stop stalking your fucking ex because I'm not going to allow that shit in my company. Yeah. And then I was like, you are no longer allowed to come between the hours of when your ex is here or whatever, whatever. This was like years ago, right? And then so at this point... I'm lecturing his ass, and then Jess turns around. She's like, you're so fucking mean. And I'm all like, look, you're going to understand who this human being is, whether it's in, in a couple of months or later, and you're going to understand why I speak to him this way. Yeah. And it's like, on the surface, it seems fucked up that I even talk to an individual this way. But you'll see why. And then later, she was like, okay, I get it. I get it. So everybody in that room believed that he assaulted somebody on somebody else's property, almost killed him, and the cops didn't do anything? They were captivated by his fucking story, dude. I was like... Because if he's going to lie, that's a pretty bad lie. That has never, ever, ever, ever happened in the history of man, ever. Dude, this motherfucker told me he was a 10th degree black belt <laughs> yeah. in martial arts. Yeah! This fool... And I brought one of my martial artist buddies around, and we all fucking sparred. And yeah, I was like, how what fucking dojo did you go to, you lying sack of shit? You're not a 10th degree black belt. You have any idea how old you have to be to be a 10th degree black belt? It's a long... Well, I don't know. Well, I'm speaking from Taekwondo. Yeah. It takes a long, long time. No, he was a fucking 10th degree black belt. And he doesn't even know how to fucking kick an apple off of someone's head. <laughs> You just, you just, oh, you're a 10th degree black belt? You get a fucking ruby red apple, put it on like, your head? I know. like Do it, motherfucker. He's a lying sack of shit, dude. And I don't know, man. It's just when I just can't take bullshit, right? So like when I catch people off of their shit and I roast them, I just go in and in and in until they stop lying around me or whatever it is. Um, and when people see that, they're going, they think I'm such a bad guy. And I'm like, I'm protecting you, you asshole. Like, yeah, be a little smarter about that shit, people. Yeah. It's so funny, too. It, you know what the thing about fighting is, too? If you did it for that long, it doesn't really go away. When I was 270 pounds, I could still do a clean ass spinning heel kick. Yeah. I mean, I remember you came to San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You haven't kicked in ages, and we were kicking bags and shit. Yeah. And our buddy Noah was surprised. They're like, David could fucking kick, man. Yeah, I, I did Taekwondo for like fucking eight something years. Like, it doesn't go away. Yeah. Like, I'm not 10th degree black belt. No, I was a red belt stripe. <laughs> I didn't even get to the black belt. <laughs> was that one before the brown was, or the black? Or? It was one before the black. I actually, uh, I caught the flu or I fucked my shit up. I can't remember which one it is anymore. But 
at that time, if you wanted to get a black belt, your sabonim, the your sabonim, which is your master from Korea, had to bring his master to come over to test you to get oh, a black belt. So that's he, a legit school, man. It was a legit, yeah. legit school. So I had to wait another year to get a black belt. So oh. I, I never stayed for another year. So I just was a red belt stripe, and I got another stripe, and that was about <laughs> it. So I didn't, I didn't get to get my black belt. <laughs> but people are ridiculous, man. It's funny. Like you got to see through people. I woke up as what they are. And I was, and I woke up. There was blood everywhere, just blood, <laughs> blood everywhere. I was. I looked at the faces of the coworkers. They were just, they were like captivated. Like I can't believe it. They were scared, man. They're like, am I, am I in a meeting with a psychopath? And I'm thinking like, this guy is a little bitch. He's a lying sack of shit. <laughs> He's never. I've been around killers. I've been around people that are fucking nuts. Yeah. Like. And this guy is a wannabe, dude. He's never done shit ever. Dog, I got put into a back of a cop car because I was around a group of people that were jumping people outside of a bowling alley. So guilty by association. Exactly. Yeah. So how did you not get arrested for fucking beating the shit out of somebody? Exactly. What the fuck are you talking? And no. I was a youth minister at yeah. the time. No like, police report. Nothing. The fuck are you talking about, nothing. dude? Makes no sense. I know, dude. You could catch people in their lies so easily, man. That's such. That's that literally means that he has never been around anybody who's got fucked up in their whole life, or he has never dealt with the cops. He made that shit up in front of me, and I'm like, I can't believe you're lying to me. Cops yeah. are not that nice. Yeah, especially when it comes to violence. Like that's that's some bullshit, dude. That this fool told me that he he was like, uh, once I told him that I lost it because. He sexually assaulted my friend. Oh, you had a great speech too, huh? They um, they they let me slide. I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude! Like they're giving him five high fives. Like, oh yeah, go hey, fuck up that guy, hero. Thanks a lot, hero. And the fucking the American flag comes down and he starts oh, walking away. God. Is this a movie? <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Shut the fuck up. It's dude. not even like that in the movies. When you assault somebody, they get arrested, no yeah. matter what. Exactly. So he That's never hilarious. even did it. He never even did it. Never. That's so funny. Oh. And when he threw his fist, I caught it midair. I spun him in 360 circles. He landed on his back. A fucking powder dust came out. I was like, get the fuck out of here, guy. This That's hella funny. Delusion. He kept, I mean, because, man, this wasn't the first time he's lied to me in my face <laughs> and other people. I blacked out and I woke up. There was so much blood. Blood everywhere. I don't <laughs> know what happened. That's fucking I don't know. Crazy. It was just blood. I told him, shut the fuck up. That's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. Right? I mean, we, we, we've we had some eccentric people in our group. And um, I'm not just saying like JK, but in our other businesses too. Like we just had yeah. a lot of interesting people. And that's the other side of business that they don't tell you about is the crazy motherfuckers that you attract. Dude, some people can lie really well too. That's Oh, why. yeah. And you just – you kind of get – caught up into the persona that they're creating and you're like, yo, this is a really good guy. And then when you start working with them, you find out through their behaviors through the coworkers that tattle on them. Like, yep. oh shit, this person's a fucking psychopath. Oh yeah. There are people who, you know, okay, we've seen this as employees before, like managers that get the job because they kiss fucking ass yep. to the top dogs. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the way that they treat the employees, man, they power trip, they're mean, they're fucking stupid. I've seen a lot of that go down and I've seen it go down in my friends' companies too. Like they don't know that 
I'm friends with the owner. I just come in and I'm like getting a drink or I'm hanging out. And then I, I kind of watch the dynamic. And then it's like, this manager is a tyrant. He's a fucking dick. Yeah. And then when the boss comes around, big smile. Hey, man, how's it going? You guys doing good? Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> People are like that. It's just, it's hard. I think when, like, like we mentioned earlier, we kind of, we kind of get the cues now we see it before it happens not mm-hmm. all the time because we'll still get fooled but at least i think I, i'm like 80 percent there right or i could sniff it out most of the time so and i but. love learning more and more like i just want to be able to like see through them like an x-ray vision i just walk into a fucking room and i'm like bam i know you motherfucker i know you i know i know you i, know I just you. want to make a you. shirt that says there's blood everywhere there's just, blood uh, everywhere i woke up and there was blood <laughs> Blood, blood, blood. I don't know what to do. Listen, I've had tempers before. I've never blacked out and beat the shit out of somebody. Like, I've definitely gotten so angry where I saw red and I started getting into a fight. He said, he said, I saw red and then there was blood. And I'm all like, it's so convenient how you blacked out where the most crucial fucking details of the story <laughs> is left out. And you just zoom past the end and you're in the front lawn with a guy beaten down. Wow. Yeah, where were these cops, huh? Like Damn. I've never, dude. We we shot a, a JK skit back in the day where we had just like uh we were screaming outside as a as a sketch, and the cops came and they pulled up with their guns and shit yeah. like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. We barely got away with that. I don't know, man. That's fucking funny, man. Yeah. Oh shit. Well. Damn, that was an hour and fifteen in. That oh was, wow, that was but good. this was good. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, see people for who they really are. Yeah, man. That's what we kind of stayed on topic. The Hell whole yeah. Time. yeah, that was pretty fucking good. Well, guys, you guys can catch the Genius Brain podcast on every audio platform. Remember, we are there to be there with your commute and just talk shit out. Hey, remember, if you see this on YouTube, write stuff in the comments below. Remember, check out Joe's stuff too. Thank you very much. Jomalian Academy for anybody out there that wants to start uh, a new life. And I know for a fact, especially because I've just had conversations with people recently when they listen to that podcast. Oh, 90 Days to Freedom. 90 Days yes. to Freedom. That, that It's so, man, it's so fucking crazy. Like what we were talking about on that podcast, uh, there are certain people that I'm trying to help out, kind of get their own stuff started. It's literally that problem, right? It, it starts with themselves. Yep. It's that three reasons why they can't do something and only one reason why they can't. Yep. And it's like, fuck, you, if you can't break that first part, you're not going to do anything else. It doesn't matter what I tell you. It's like I'm putting water into an into a empty hole. Yeah. You know? And I, that's why I created the program is because for all these years, people have been asking me the same exact shit. How do I find motivation? How do you do it? How do whatever? Okay. Yeah. And I figured out the formula. And um, we'll see. We're going to have a graduation soon in a couple of months. Tight. And I'm going to see the results of the students and I'm going to adjust. I'm going to take a ton of survey. I got about a thousand something students. And um, I want to make the best thing out there that can help people um, achieve what they want out of life, you know? I love it. 90 Days to Freedom. Check out the Genius Brain podcast. If you guys want to be the first to leave topics on Genius Brain, follow me on the Patreon. I'll see you guys next time. Joe, we'll see you all next Thursday. And peace. Peace. I wanted to do the topic. I'm like, damn, but.